Talk Radio 96.7. All right, put down your cards and your badgammon boards. It's the Ozone. The Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. We're talking sports for the next hour. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie O, Coach Joe, and the Ozone. We're taking names and kicking posteriors. Give us a call, 682 1430. That's 682-1430. And Coach Joe's here with us here tonight. And Alex is here tonight. So we're going to be talking a little college football. A lot of stuff going on. Be talking a little baseball. Man, I tell you what, the Rays have been hot. They've recovered a little bit. They took two out of three from the Yankees, two out of three from the Astros. And, uh, man, you can't ask for much more than that, both on the road. They're off tonight. They'll go and play the Tigers in Comerica after this. They made a trade at the deadline to get more pitching, which should help, especially because word just came in seconds ago, Ronnie, that uh, McClanahan's going back on the 15-day IL. Something's been wrong with him. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't pitched well the last few times out, and that's not like him. Yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> Excuse me. I think the pitching was really part of the problem in their slump. It, it's definitely improved on this trip. Uh, not having McClanahan, though, that's another setback. Uh, they, they're going to start a three-game set at Detroit to finish up this nine-game road trip. That starts tomorrow night. Uh, right now, they have lost first place to the Orioles, but it's still close. And the Orioles have been really on fire lately. They, well, they have. They, 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 they can't possibly keep up that pace, I hope. Well, <laughs> you knew the Rays couldn't, and nobody's going to play 600 baseball for the whole season. It's just not going to happen, but... I guess it has happened over the years, but not very often. And uh, what does my heart good, you look down at the bottom of the heap, ten and a half games out, the Yankees. Man, I love that. <laughs> yeah, they got Aaron Judge back, but uh, there's holes all over there right now. And it, Not that they're that bad. You know, they're better than most teams in the American League, and, uh, but or at least in the AL Central, which we, we've joked about many times. Yankees in last place, but still with above 500. Yeah, four games over 500. Yeah. I mean, that's how strong that division is. <laughs> that they're 10 and a half games back, and they're four games over 500. And I saw the other night, um, Ray struck out Stanton to end the game. He was a pinch hitter. He's hitting like 160 or something like that, 14 home runs, but like 160. Yeah, you know, he's not hitting very well at all. He's he's always been a guy who strikes out a lot. He's got immense power, though. He can hit the ball as hard as anybody. And uh, uh, I remember he had 59 home runs for the Marlins a few years ago. But uh, now he's just striking out a lot. <laughs> and, he's not, and, you know, 14 home runs isn't that many for a power hitter. You think Otani's got at least double that, probably more. Uh, so... Uh, he, he's uh, it's one of the things the, the Yankees who are normally known for their power that's been missing a little bit too. You know, they I got to watch them on the Tuesday night when they played the Rays and they pretty much got uh, shut down and shut out in that game. Uh, so you know, I'm not seeing the old Yankee power this year. No, it, it hasn't been consistent. That's for sure. And then Judge has been in and out of the lineup and. Uh... They've had a rough time of it, but it does my heart good. I don't yeah. like the Yankees. Yeah, I'm Did not, I mention that? We're not crying over here that they're struggling. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Exactly. It's it's okay. But you, you do know that with the players they have, they could get hot at any minute. And uh, they, they could get back into the playoff uh, picture very quickly. Well, uh, Starting big, to get late, though. They, they yeah, better start soon. It is. 
It is. Well, a lot of talk in college football about realignment. Wow. It's what's happened in the last 48 hours. Again, this happened about a year or two ago. And, and again, maybe last year. It seems to almost happen every year, but it's really, we're talking about existential crisis now. If you're, well, Florida State thinks it's an existential crisis for them. I'm not so sure about that. That might be a little overstated. But, uh, it, you know, you and I are old enough to remember the Pac 8. And yeah. they're about to become the Pac. They're about, they're about to become the Pac Seven <laughs> at this point. <laughs> that, that's an existential crisis out there. We already knew that. Uh, learned that Colorado is definitely going to the Big Twelve, and the Big Ten has authorized and is now exploring uh, going after Washington and Oregon. And that means it's likely to happen when they start getting to that stage of it. And and uh, meantime. Uh, Arizona and Arizona State. And maybe Utah. And possibly Utah, but really look for Arizona and Arizona State to probably go to the Big 12, in which case there won't be a Pac-12 anymore. Um, Like I said, you and I remember when it was the Pac-8 in the 70s, and they added Arizona and Arizona State, and then later added Colorado and Utah, and it became the Pac-12 eventually. But now it's going the other direction. And if they go, you know, uh, not only, you know, there's even talk the Big Ten might even go after Cal and Stanford. But if they go and there's no real viable power conference out west, I don't know that this is necessarily good for football. I guess we can talk about that as yeah. the night goes on. Well, we're going to have Jim Henry. the. Uh, he'll know. He'll know. He'll be able to tell us. From the Tallahassee <laughs> Democrats going to be on with us. Yeah, it's going to be the pack them up and go home conference pretty soon. So. All right. You're listening uh, we, to Ronnie O. shouldn't Coach laugh like Joe. that. <laughs> In the Ozone on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. <laughs> this is Vic Belmonte, Gator Stolen Base King and ESPN Color Analyst. I'm not sure why, but you're listening to Ronnie O in the Ozo. Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Yes, it's Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone tonight brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. And we are going to try to have Jim Henry on with us. He is the sports editor of the Tallahassee Democrat, and uh, we are working to get him on with us right now and uh, should have him any minute as soon as we clear up our technical difficulties. And one of the things I want to ask him about is uh, earlier in the week, um, you know, Florida State's Board of Trustees met, and Chair Peter Collins said that FSU was open to look to other conferences that were going to try and get out of the the deal with the uh, ACC. And then on a show just yesterday, or maybe even today, I don't know when it was, it doesn't say, but Bubba Cunningham, the athletic director at North Carolina, said, I don't think it's good for our league for FSU to be out there barking like that. I'd rather see him be a good member of the league, support the league, and if they have a decision to make, then so be it. Pay the exit fee which is $120 million, wait for your grant of rights that you've given, and then in 2036, when those rights return to you, do whatever you want. Man, I tell you what, that's pretty clear, Coach Joe. <laughs> wow. Uh, some posturing going on, no doubt, in Tallahassee. Uh, and it wasn't just you know, one person. The one after the other, the board of trustees were getting up there and, and uh, just 
going ballistic about these the situation. Obviously, FSU's position is that you know they should be making more money, and they because they're driving a lot of the conference revenue. That may or may not be true. But you know the whole thing about a conference is the shared uh, expenses and the shared revenue that that goes with it. So I and th- this grant, you know, it's interesting. FSU talks about wanting to leave the ACC and go where exactly. You know, that's that's not clear. Uh, but, but you know, one thing that's interesting. We'll wait for Jim to to, to comment on this. So I want to ask him about it. it is about. Exactly. Is is it really possible that there could be a whole groundswell of mutiny in the ACC? Yeah. Well, we are pleasured to have with us Jim Henry, sports editor of the Tallahassee Democrat. Jim, welcome back to the Ozone with Ronnie O and Coach Joe. Hey, fellas. How we doing? We're doing fantastic now that we got you on with us. I know that they don't make a move up there without calling you first. So we, <laughs> we, we wanted to get your comments on the comments of FSU Board of Trustees Chair Peter Collins about leaving the conference. And then today, the athletic director from NC State said, it, I don't think it's good for our league for FSU to be out there barking like that. So what do you make of those comments from both sides? Well, you know, yesterday's BOT meeting was quite the quite the show, very dramatic. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that FSU's been saying, they've been saying privately as well, you know, um, this what they said, to, you know, what we heard yesterday was nothing new to us. That's, you know, folks that cover the beat. Um, yeah, there's there's some debate on, you know, whether FSU handled it properly or not. But, you know, anytime I think you get the president, um, you know, Rick McCullough basically coming out and say that, saying that, you know, something's got to change or, you know, we're going to have to leave the ACC. You know, obviously that's pretty serious. And then, yeah, the BOT chair, Peter Collins, saying that, you know, the, the sticky – grant of right uh, deal that ties ACC schools into the conference for 14 more years. Um, you know, they keep trying to have a good handle on it. So uh, they haven't explained that yet, but um, you know, it's, I tell you fellas, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you guys probably heard that there was all kind of rumors that they were going to sign with the big 10 this week. And yeah. I don't think anybody <laughs> believe, believe that, but um, yeah, something's got to change. I, I mean, I, I don't think FSU can back down now. You know, they certainly can't walk back their comments they made. And, you know, you had one board of trustees in a public forum saying, hey, you know, we've got to be out of this conference within a year. You know, that's wow. pretty strong. Yeah, pretty strong statement. So, uh, and I get it. You know, the ACC, uh, Jim Phillips is, is from, by all accounts, a wonderful guy, integrity, integrity driven. And um, I'm sure he was wincing a little bit as well, but. Again, what FSU has been saying and what they said publicly yesterday is really not new. Well, let me ask you this. What are your sources? I know you have, you're plugged into the whole thing up there. What are your sources telling you about how ironclad is the legal part of that? Can they get out of it? Yeah, that's, you know, that's the grant of rights. You know, that's extended through 2036, and that's basically um, – you know, the ACC owns the schools, each school's grant of rights. So if FSU were to leave and say they were getting, you know, $40 million annually grant of rights, uh, technically FSU would have to pay that amount for 14 more years no matter where they ended up. Um, <clears throat> again, that's what Peter Collins and others, Michael Alford, the FSU athletic director, you know, they continue to say they have a good handle on that. They haven't been specific, 
Um, and really nobody's challenged the grant of rights in court yet. So, uh, but as you guys know, I mean, every, you know, in this day and age, everything's negotiable, right? Um, so, uh, I, I just don't know. Honestly, I, I wish I had a better answer for you guys, but it, it, FSU has studied the grant of rights and others in the ACC as well for more than a year. Um, you would think if, if, if they felt pretty good about it, they would have already made a move, but, um, Again, uh, it's all just guessing at this point. Our guest tonight, Jim Henry of the Tallahassee Democrat. If you want to give us a call and, and talk to Jim and us about the apocalyptic end of college football as we know it, 682-1430, 682-1430. Maybe I'm overstating it just a bit, although FSU is referring to it as an existential crisis. If they don't do something, uh, they can't possibly keep up with the Big Ten and the SEC in terms of money and recruiting. That, that's that's the claim. Uh, I had heard, and tell me if I'm wrong, that if you get eight members of the ACC together to, to join FSU, or a total of eight members, that that they can uh, dissolve this grant of rights problem? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you basically dissolve the league, you know, the ACC as we know oh, it. Dissolve the league. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if the grant of rights, um, well, they could, I take that back. There still could be an ACC, but you're exactly right. I mean, it would abolish the grant of rights, and, and, and again, if six teams left i don't even know if you have a conference you know um and again fsu you know pushed for the uneven distribution revenue plan which you know the acc is implementing next year um, fsu obviously obviously wants a little bit more um i would say clemson and some others as well and and that's the equation that's unknown you know in terms of branding and, and marketing value and everything else that they bring to the league so um yeah it's it's I'll tell you, it's a gamer. Well, they're definitely, uh, yeah, they're definitely a, a name brand, no question about it. But I, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people are wondering, especially with, with that Board of Trustees meeting, Jim, you know, what are they doing? And, and I guess uh, my question for you is, you know, what what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's obvious. I think it's, you know, they're, they're threatening, uh, giving the ACC plenty of ultimatums. <laughs> Yeah, what's the end game here? Are they really going yeah. to look to leave the conference? Because I know if they want to do it within a year, don't they have to give notice within the next couple of weeks? Yes, you've got to have by August 15th um, to be to, to notify the conference that you want out of it. Um, if, any if, any if chance not, of that happening? Well, you know, it's funny. Reading between the lines, I I don't think so. But to me, it's almost like if, if everything – ends up in litigation, you know, who says by August 15th is ironclad too, you know? <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I don't know. And you're right. I mean, there could be two 20-team super conferences by the time this is all said and done. Um, and, you know, in, in critics of FSU, I mean, they caught a lot of flack today. As you, I mean, as you guys know, yeah. uh, you know, because since 2000, you know, last seven years, we're 15 and 15 in the league. And, you know, people are saying, well, let's, let's, Let's win the league first before you start spouting off a little bit. But, again, <laughs> I think FSU's talking about its brand. You know, I mean, it's still one of the most powerful brands in the country. Um, and their television ratings continue to be among the nation's best, even during the down years, you know, after the 2013 national title. And once Jimbo left and Willie Taggart and, you know, the, the consecutive losing seasons. So, um, it's it's. I don't know. It's interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've heard all kinds of things that the Big Ten wouldn't want Florida State because they're not 
academically part of the Association of American Universities. They would want Miami because they are. And, uh, you know, just one thing after another. And you don't really know what these people are thinking, but it does seem like the train is moving very fast. And if Oregon and Washington did go into the Big Ten, would that make the, the, the SEC want to do something? And would they want to bring Miami and FSU in or Miami and Clemson, FSU and Clemson? I mean, obviously, I don't think the Gators would want FSU in there, and I don't think uh, South Carolina would want Clemson in the conference. So how do you balance all of that? Well, it's funny. Yeah, you, I mean, you're exactly right. The Big Ten and um, the SEC have continued to say, they're, uh, you know, at their media days, like, hey, we're not looking – we got to integrate these teams that we're already adding that we're not going to be expanding anytime soon. But you know, dang well they got it. They got their left eye on each other. You know, if, if you're right, if the Big Ten is going to add two teams, you know, Greg Stanky, uh, you know, one of the best in the business. Um, Stanky, I mean, he's not going to sit still. Um, and again, in, in, with the Big Ten, it's interesting. You know, you mentioned Oregon and um, Washington and, and teams, you know, in the ACC that I've heard or Virginia, North Carolina, that the Big Ten might want, you know, because of um, you know, their academics and, um, and then what Dan Wetzel, what Yahoo sports yesterday was kind of interesting about the time during the BOT, he broke a story saying that the big Ten was looking at, um, in addition to Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? Well, let's get down to the bottom <laughs> shelf. Um, doesn't FSU have a football game coming up? <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, it, you're right. It really is a shame all this is going on now because there's so much excitement uh, around Norvell's fourth season. You know, they open up against LSU September 3rd in Orlando, and it should be a likely top 10 showdown. And, you know, I guess you've got a lot of smart people uh, in leadership. And, and, and obviously, you know, you guys listen. I mean, it was, that BOT meeting was scripted. I mean, people knew exactly what they were going to say. Um, <laughs> you know, including the former FSU quarterback, Drew Weatherford, uh, who's you know, really well-respected, a great guy in Tampa. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, every day you wake up, I, I immediately Google conference realignment and see what everybody's talking about. <laughs> well, you got Jaden Daniels and uh, Jordan Travis. I mean, that's a pretty good matchup. Um, a revenge game for LSU after having lost in New Orleans last year to Florida State. How do you size that game up? Yeah, no, it's. I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, it's it's going to be one of the top games of that weekend. And there's, you know, and really a lot of this is just putting so much tremendous pressure on FSU to be successful. You know, um, all this pushing and shoving and talking about you want to be out of the ACC game. It all starts with football. You know, and your football team better win. But again, it's you know both teams have had all summer to prepare. It's, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I, you know, as long as it's a good game, win or lose, you're still in the in the playoff race. I believe. You know, you still got some big games down the road. But um, <clears throat> game in Florida, um, I think it's it's a game that certainly can catapult FSU to a tremendous season if they're able to win that game. Well, Jim, they, they actually have a pretty difficult schedule besides this LSU game, and the, there's a road game at, at, at Florida and also at Clemson, I believe, this year as well. Yeah. Um, it, it, do they have enough there to uh, to win the division? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, the, the big key is, you know, Jordan Travis. Uh, he's got to stay healthy. I mean, I, I think um, you got you're talking about a Heisman Trophy candidate who just continues to improve, and <clears throat> Coach Norvell has just been – so 
high on Travis and, and saying he's probably one of the most improved players on the team from a year ago. So, um, but as you guys know, man, football's a physical game. He's got to stay healthy. He was relatively healthy last year. Um, he's got weapons everywhere. Uh, Coach Norvell's talked about there. He's probably had more depth on this team than he's had uh, in many, many years. I mean, at the football luncheon yesterday, he's talking about it. They're FSU's two and three deep across the board. So um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's he's really, really high on this team, and um, and he wants them to embrace the expectations. He's certainly no not dodging. You know, inexplicably, Florida State's working on a four-game losing streak to Wake Forest. How does that happen? Yeah, that's what, I, mean, that's what the Wake Forest, that's what the Wake Forest fans were pointing out yesterday during that BOT meeting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they were kind of reminding FSU, hey, let's, let's you know, beat us first before you start moving, you know, talking about getting out of these. But, well, again, it's, it's, you're talking about a body of work, right? Um, yeah, and they won't have Sam Hartman either. No, no. And, and again, it's it's not funny, but that's what a lot of this is about. You know, FSU's athletic budget is, you know, $165 million or so, and, and, you know, they're receiving about $40, 41000000 million from the ACC. And, and, you know, Wake Forest, as comparison, or – one of the smaller schools, you know, their budget, athletic budget's around $80 million. So, you know, Granite Rice is paying for half of their budget compared to FSU where, you know, $40 million, whatever, you know, what is that, a quarter of $160 million? Yeah. In math yeah. Again, that, that's where <laughs> FSU is, is pushing to that, um, you know, teams like itself and Clemson deserve more money. So, um, but, Well, Jim, we're almost know, out of time. Um, how can someone read your – expertise on a regular basis we can go to uh, www.tallahassee.com um, click on no sports or just sports click on sports or you can do a search for my name um yeah we're, we're in full bore fsu open practice today so uh we've got a lot of got two young beat writers that are very talented and um, a lot of good stuff and fsu fans are really really excited well they've got a great mentor in you jim and we always appreciate you coming on with us and thank you so much I appreciate it, fellas. Again, man, I look forward to coming back on. Thank you. All right, Jim Henry, Tallahassee Democrat. And uh, there you go. We got it from the man that knows. So you're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Talk Radio 96.7. It's Ronnie O and Coach Joe in the Ozone. The Ozone. Brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And uh, we got Alex with us tonight. She, of course, is a student at USF. USF is going to open on the road at Western Kentucky. They'll come home and play the Florida A&M Rattlers. And then on the 16th of September, Alabama comes to town. The Alabama? The not like Alabama, Birmingham. No, not Alabama, Birmingham. Not Alabama be, State or anything. You know, they'll be coming off a game at home in Tuscaloosa against Texas. So, Alex, what do you think about your Bulls this year? I mean, I know we're pretty optimistic about the new coach. Um, they started their training on Wednesday, which should be fun for them. They're staying at that nice hotel on campus while they work. <laughs> um, so far. It, we're optimistic, but at the same time, it's going to definitely take a few years. Against Alabama, we should hopefully be better than we were against the Gators. 
because it's been a little bit of improved since then, but that's a stretch. <laughs> well, you know, the you know, USF always did get up for those big games. It'll be yeah. a huge crowd yeah. in Tampa. It'll be mostly Alabama fans, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll change when you guys get that new stadium. True. Uh, but, uh, you know, Alabama, nobody's hyping them. Everybody's hyping Georgia because there's you really don't know what they're going to have at quarterback. Right. Yeah, that's always I, a big question. True. The over-under for wins on Alabama, one line has it 11.1. I would the take, season? Yeah, I would take Ooh. the under on that. It, for the regular season? Yeah. Totally? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, otherwise, they're going 12-0. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not going 12-0. I don't <laughs> think they will either. No, I don't, I don't see that. Not with having to play LSU, right, and Texas A&M. And Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. And, and in USF, get, right? Yeah, got to add them in there. That's right. Now, <laughs> Go Bulls. I think I heard it's been 20 years since LSU, can that be? And Tennessee, both. Either one of them to have won in Tuscaloosa. Can that be? When was that 9-6 game? Was it that long yeah, ago? Yeah, that was 2012. They beat them 9-6 to in yeah. Tuscaloosa. Uh, Alabama rarely loses at home, and, and and it's true. The Alabama, the LSU game, and I guess the Tennessee game, they're both in Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah. Oh, well, that helps for them a lot. No yeah. doubt. <laughs> but no doubt. But they probably they do have to go to College Station. I think that that would right. make sense. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's other uh, other games that we kind of take for granted, like Arkansas, and they could give them a problem. That's who the other one was. And, they're the ones that. They hadn't beaten Alabama in 20 years. And Auburn's going to play them tough for sure. They will. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it, then to go 12 and 0, uh, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Plus, they play Texas. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget that. Although that's also in Tuscaloosa. But with a new quarterback going 12 and 0, I mean, it's one thing when the new quarterback was Bryce Young. And I know they've been churning out first round uh, draft picks one after the other, the quarterback position. But I'm not hearing that sort, same sort of buzz right no. now. They're they're not even settled on who it's going to be. Right? Yeah. They, yeah. They were actually wanting Tyler Van Dyke back when he was talking about leaving <laughs> yeah. UM. So, so they were desperately hunting for quarterbacks. Yeah, I think they wanted Sam Hartman too. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's good. Oh, he is. Yeah. I, I wish he hadn't gone to Notre Dame. I wish he'd gone to Florida. Well, today is the birthday of Tom Brady. 46 years hey. old today. Can you believe that? And, yeah, officially retired still. Yeah, yeah still. Yes. Are sure yeah. about that? Yeah. Have we checked? <laughs> yeah, there's always, the rumor, there's always the rumors, though. He's getting into the ownership gig now. He's buying pieces of different teams. There's a team out west, a women's basketball team, the Las Vegas Aces. He's bought a piece of Birmingham City. Uh, that's not Birmingham, Alabama. That's England. <laughs> it's an English uh, soccer team. <laughs> that, uh, he didn't buy the whole city? No, no. They're only one, they're only one league below the Premier League, so, so, so he's going to try to dust, sprinkle some magic on there. <laughs> you know, when he was playing with the Bucks. He went over to England and met because the Glazers, who own the Bucks, also own Manchester United, and apparently they over there in England uh, talked him into coming out of retirement oh, <laughs> back gosh. The, back a year ago. So keep an eye on that. Uh, so it was their fault. Well, it was. This, it was Ronaldo who did it too. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> on this date in 1940, Bambi was born. Not the lovable cartoon deer, but Lance mm-hmm. Allworth. Uh, the University of Arkansas. I thought oh, you had meant the deer. Wait, I thought Alex. you meant the deer. Wait, what year was that? <laughs> 1940. I think Bambi the deer He's, was born in 1940. That makes him 83. <laughs> Golly, not, not Lance Allworth. 
It can't be. What? He's always so young. Such a great player, too. Oh, he was, man. <laughs> he tore it up when he was with the Chargers in the AFL. Yeah. And then he was still good for the Cowboys mm-hmm. in, uh, I think, Super Bowl six. Yeah, Super Bowl was, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one Coach Joe didn't like to talk about. No, and then, that broke my heart. I was really young then. And that, for, uh, that was my first experience in that sort of <laughs> loss in a championship game. I didn't like it. <laughs> Alex, what year was the cartoon Bambi? It was actually two days before my birthday, August 21st, 1942. So that was a fair confusion. So Lance Allworth is two older than later, Bambi. He is older than Bambi. And you are accepting presents early? I am, yes. All throughout year. the month of August. Uh, okay. Well, I'm surprised you limited. <laughs> That's August of 2023 to t- August of 24, right? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, we were celebrating her birthday in Disney a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, they, walk, they give you a button that says it's your birthday. Every cast member, happy birthday, happy birthday. Oh, man. I felt kind of bad, but it was also funny. So It's okay. It, it, it's it, okay. Yeah. And sometimes they even bring you an extra cupcake, Uh-oh. depending on where you eat. They were very tasty. Good stuff. Well, also, now, this is an inside gator <laughs> birthday today. A Miami guy, Darren Mickle, a really highly oh, yeah. underrated defensive lineman for the Gators, played with the Chiefs and the Saints. He was born in Miami. Yeah, Mickle was good. Uh he uh, he was a great player. He, um, what years were that? that? Was the early '90s, I think, right? I think so. Yeah, and that that was, you know, if you look back at the Gators, uh, their history of good being great in football is very limited. You know, we we always think of their their expectations, but until Spurrier came along, they had very little national success. You know, they have some good teams. But uh, it wasn't until around 1993 that they became a regular player in the national title race. And I always like to point this out. Since then, over these last 30 years, you know, 1993 to now, the Gators have won more national, as many or more national championships than every other team in college football except Alabama. Wow. How about that? So Gator fans who are thinking that we, you know, we, we're, we're not a powerful program or that we, you know, we're, we're, it's hard to win a national title. It <laughs> is, no doubt. I'll tell you, this has been a bad day throughout history for pro football players Bubba Smith passed away in 2011 on this date. Of course, he was on the 71 Colts that won the Super Bowl. They won the 71 Super Bowl, 70 NFL champions. And um, I didn't know this. He He died of acute drug intoxication and heart disease. He was only 66 years old. Of course, he played at Michigan State for Duffy Darty, and he was on that in that game of the century, one of the Game of the games of the century back in 1966, when Notre Dame gets the ball back with about a minute and a half, and they run the clock out, settle for a 10-10 tie. Hmm. They never should have gotten part of the the title, in my estimation, <laughs> when you didn't try to win the game. Well, you you should try to win if you're going to win a title. You should try to win it, and it, that that was a shameful piece of Notre Dame history, no exactly. doubt. But Bubba Smith was a was a beast. He was really oh, he was. really good. And uh, most people know him from the Police Academy movies, That's which right. he was awesome oh, in, yeah. by the way, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or the Easy Opening Cans. Those oh, yeah. The, the Miller Lodge commercials. Yeah. But he was an amazing Yeah, those were the best. He was a great player, though. Terrific. And then another great NFL player in 2015 passed away on this date, Mel Farr, former UCLA great. And uh, he played for the Lions from 67 to 73. And here's a guy who was very, very successful off the field. Ford. Motor Company gave him 
the rights to buy a Ford dealership. He ended with 11 car dealerships. So he made a lot more money off the field than he did on the field. And here's a Hall of Famer, Cliff Branch out of the University of Colorado, um, three-time Super Bowl champion in Super Bowl 11, 15, and 18, um, passed away in 2019 at 71. And Cliff Branch, one of many in the NFL that have caught 99-yard touchdown passes, he caught his from Jim Plunkett. Well, Cliff Branch is in the 70s was as fast as any wide receiver on the planet. He was a blazer. That He could really fly, and he was extremely difficult to cover. Uh, and just a ter- terrific wide receiver. Doesn't always get the uh, recognition he deserves uh, because it was a team that had Fred Bolitnikoff on it, who was an all-timer. But uh, Cliff Branch was made helped those Raider teams to be extremely successful during that uh, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, no doubt. I remember in the earlier years when Daryl LaMonica, the Mad Bomber, was hitting him. It seemed like he hit him for a touchdown about every other play. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he made some big plays. Caught a huge long pass from Stabler, Kenny Stabler, in that famous 1974 playoff game. was a big play that helped them beat the Dolphins in what was one of the greatest games ever played, even if it had a bad result for for me. (laughs) But but he, he was so difficult to keep up with. Oh, he was. Just blazing speed, as you said. And on this date in 1936, Jesse Owens wins the 100 meters in front of Adolf Hitler in the Berlin Olympics. And it really angered Mr. Hitler. He did not like that. (laughs) First of all, it was an American. And secondly, it was a black American. That really ruined him. It ruined his day, no doubt. But um, Jesse Owens uh, at Ohio State, great track man. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, it's always good to bring up something like that because, uh, yeah, as the farther along we get, the, the the less that's part of our memory. But that was huge. It's a very what, important what he historical did. significance. He, yeah, yeah, that, that uh, you think about some of the great moments, the Olympics, that was one of them. In fact, to me, the greatest moment in sports in my lifetime is from the Olympics with the 1980 U.S.-Russia hockey game. Well, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing, yeah. Owens ended up winning four gold medals um, in that Olympics. In this date in 1941, Joe DiMaggio goes 0 for 4 as the Yankees lose 6 to 2 to the St. Louis Browns. It ended his own base streak of 74 games, second in Major League history. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. We come back. Coach Joe, mm, I smell that food out at Ale House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we might just have a $30 opportunity <laughs> for our sports quiz winner to go out there and eat and drink at Ale House and take $30 off their tab. You're listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on Talk Radio 96.7 WLKF. Hey, Noles fans, this is Jeff Colhane, the new voice of the Seminoles. You are listening to Ronnie O and Coach Joe on WLKF, Polk County's home of Seminole football. You betcha. Talk Radio 96.7, and we are in the Ozone. The Ozone is brought to you by Allied Scrap Processors. They turn scrap metal into cash. All right, Ronnie O and Coach Joe back in the Ozone. And it reminds me when Jeff Colhane, did you ever watch Hee Haw? The (laughs) Colhanes sitting there. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I used to watch that a lot, actually. (laughs) I I couldn't help. (laughs) Salute. Well, Coach Joe, Alex, I know right now. There are millions out there just waiting for us 
They want that sports quiz. They want to know. They want to go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House. People plan their week around this. They do. <laughs> they do. I mean, phone lines are burning up right now. So Clear the lines, Eric. That's right. <laughs> we better get on with it. So Let's get on with it. If you want an opportunity to go out to Miller's Lakeland Ale House at 5650 South Florida Avenue, eat and drink what you want, and take $30 off your tab. Yes, I said $30 off your tab, here's your opportunity. All you have to do is not having won in the last six months and know the answer to our sports quiz. It's really easy tonight. Coach Joe and I said, you know what? We're going to take it easy on you tonight. They're always easy, but this one is extremely easy. A guy named Tom Brady, you might remember him from his days as a Buccaneer, and he played a few games with the Patriots too, as I understand. Um where did he go to college? 682-1430. That's 682-1430. Coach Joe, I went out and ate at the Ale House. Yeah. Their hamburgers are to die for. They are so good. <laughs> they do have great – you had a burger last time, right, Alex? I did, yeah. That was the last time we went. Yeah, yeah. I have to try the burgers. I I always tend to go towards the steak or, or maybe the wings, which are really good. Uh, I think last week was National Wing Day or something they had <laughs> oh, going yeah. on. They have lots of specials all the time. I know the, you, you, uh, they'll email them to, them to you as well if you get on their, their mailing list. Uh, they just emailed me a 25% off discount uh, coupon. Wow. So I'm going to have to nice. go there. and Yeah, we got to go there and use that in the next couple of days. I was going to well, say, I'm hungry. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been out there since Dylan Cartrell has been the general manager? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were just out there last week. Uh, we haven't gotten out there yet this week, but we were out there last week. Uh, got to see our good friend Dax. He's back. It was good seeing him. He's a great, great guy, and he'll take good care of you over there at the Ale House. And, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it's wonderful over there. And, you know, we're just uh, – first football game of the preseason is tonight. Cleveland and the Jets are playing That's the right. Hall of Fame game, and so it's uh, not won't be long before we get in, you know, the weekends of football again. And that's we really look forward to that. This is the stretch run of the long, long off season. It's almost our national nightmare nearly end over. <laughs> just just a matter of weeks now, and then we get football on all the time. And no matter what team you're rooting for, and if they're having a good season or whatever, it's still great to watch watch the games on the weekend. And there's no better place than the Ale House. Oh yeah. 682-1430. That's 682-1430. And if you haven't won the last six months, all you got to do is call us and tell us where Tom Brady went to college. Tom Brady. Laughably easy question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> most exactly. Famous football player of the last, you know, of this century. <laughs> and the certainly... answer's in the back of the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not like he went to someplace obscure. It's not a Mississippi Valley College Jerry Rice sort of thing. It's a very prominent, prominent college football playing university. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got somebody calling in that's hungry and thirsty. They said, you know what? That is easy. Yeah. I do know that. <laughs> it's just like give, we're giving away, you know, a great prize for, for simply knowing something that really, if you don't know what you should— and in fact, if you even if you're not a football fan, you don't even follow sports at all. Even you, I know it. Yeah, well, yeah. Alex doesn't watch a lot of football, but certainly knows where Tom Brady went to college. Absolutely. And so so does our caller. I bet. Renee, how are you tonight? Good. How are you? Well, just Hi, walk, Renee. Away, walk away, Renee, <laughs> with thirty dollars off your tab. Where did Tom Brady go to college? University of Michigan. You're exactly yeah. right. You oh, are I actually exactly didn't know right. It. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. Are yes, you, you did. Are you a Michigan fan? Are you a Tom Brady fan? Uh, my husband is. Oh. He's right next to me in the car. He said, call him up. Well, if he's nice to you, are you going to take him with you? Uh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, he made you make the call, right? What was he? It's, unless yeah. he's like driving or something, how come you had to make the call? He's driving. <laughs> All right, okay, that's fair enough. You want to say he's here? Say hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Michigan fan. Yeah. Boy, he's kind of wordy. Yeah, my hands are on the my hands are on the steering wheel. Don't ten worry. and two. Ten and two. There you go. All right. You think they'll go ten and two? <laughs> Yeah, I hope you go to it, too. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate you listening. And if you'll hang on the line, Eric will get your information. He's going to want your credit card, your bank mm-hmm. account number. Um, don't give him any of that. And don't Mother's invite him. Name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and don't invite him to go eat with you. You won't get anything to eat. <laughs> to get this prize, you just have to pry it out of Eric's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clenched fist. He's oh yeah, he, he's tight. You know the guy's a multi-billionaire, and he is just so tight with money. He won't let us use his yacht. He won't let us use any of his fleet of just airplanes. Stop it, Ronnie! Just stop it. Hey, I just stop wanted it. one boat day. I mean, I think yeah. that's fair. Renee, if you'll hang on the line, Eric will get your information, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Sure. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Renee. All Thank right. You. You're welcome. All right. Well, we got a winner. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we found a Michigan fan to claim it too, which is which is fine. You know, uh, uh, I, I can't say I'm a Michigan fan, no, me either. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, uh, they have obviously produced some great players over the years. And, and uh, um, speaking of great players, and I mentioned that the Hall of Fame game is this weekend, and that means, of course, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Oddly enough, the game is tonight, and the ceremony is over the weekend. But Ken Riley getting inducted at last uh, this weekend and his son ready to make the big speech. I know I'm going to be watching it. And, and if you get the opportunity, you, you want to watch the speech that Ken Riley the second is going to make on behalf of his late father, great the, friend of the ours. Rattler, the Rattler. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I tell you what, I, you know, you and I both just treasured those moments that we had to go to his event here in Lakeland. You know, we would go there and um, you just, we got so many bargains <laughs> on oh, the yeah. memorabilia that he had there. I mean, my gosh. Yeah, he was he was great to you, Alex. Gave oh, you yeah. a really nice jersey, signed it and everything. Yeah, he was very yeah. sweet. And it's a very nice jersey. Yeah, yeah. we have one of his Bengals jerseys from back in the day. Oh, re- yeah. Really classic one. Oh, yeah. And just, you know, benevolent gentleman. You know, he, he did all that and he brought good Gosh, the guys he would bring to Lakeland. You know, Hall of Famers, guys he played with, guys he played against. And they universally admired Ken Riley, the man. I mean, all of them respected him as a player for sure. But you could just see the respect that they had for him. Yes, great respect. And uh, he's, he's so deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. I know there's some people for whatever dis- disagreed, but he is uh, uh, the fourth all-time in interceptions. Yeah, uh, a great career, a great player. We watched him play back in the day. Oh yeah, and he was congratulations. He's second all time among cornerbacks. Most of those guys in the top seven or eight are safeties. Yeah, yeah. No, he was such a great ball hawk. 
And, and he started as a quarterback uh, out of college, too. So he learned to play the defensive position. What an amazing player, yeah. person. He uh, didn't play it in college either. No, no. He goes to Bengals camp and they said, hey, you're a cornerback. <laughs> and the guy just, he was so smart. He was a road scholar. Yeah. People don't realize that, how smart the guy was, not just as a football player.